Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 71 of the Social Liability Podcast, the podcast where we discuss those folks in our lives that violate the social contracts that we all agree to live by. I'm your host, the Rasgrees, with my co-host, the Buck Grundle, bringing you new and interesting stories from the far reaches of the internet. You, you've got some quite the collection you sent me this week, Buck. Oh yeah, man. I'm I'm actually a little proud of uh, of the article selection that I gave uh, or that I submitted this week for you to pick from. Uh, Caregiver Katie and I were, you know, chortling in our own rights during uh, during the selection process over some of those headlines. And man, you know, I th- I, th- I definitely think that we may have a few winners this week. You know, uh, just just based on the headlines alone, I could see us cresting into the four and five region again, but. You know, I, we'll just see. You know, just keep our hopes down. You know, lower your expectations, and nobody gets disappointed. Well, let's jump right into it with WFTV Nine ABC News. Woman found bound naked in Florida storm drain. This is out of Fort Myers, Florida. Police in Fort Myers are investigating how a woman became trapped in a storm drain, legs bound and naked. Police said a man leaving a restaurant Friday afternoon when he heard someone calling for help. He followed the sound to the storm drain. Police said they found a woman who was not identified sitting at the bottom of the drain with straps on her legs. Police had to call the fire department to remove the grate covering uh, the drain for, for the, over the drain and lift her out. They said it, she is a transient who had been staying in a nearby hotel in August for a few days. While police spoke with a person she had stayed with, Hope Health Hotel staff did not recognize her. Police said the woman would not cooperate with them, and she was taken to an area hospital for treatment. <laughs> so, uh, something gone wrong or wild kink? Which is it, Buck? That's uh, that's kind of hard to say. Uh, you know, there 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 are a lot of a lot of questions that are going to remain forever unanswered with this particular article you know um i would have to say yeah if i were to, if i were to hypothesize here you know speaking strictly in hypotheticals i would say that based on the fact that she is a transient staying at a hotel i would have to say that uh, this had to do something with god it's so stereotypical to say it but this just it does it screams drugs it just does it it you know bad drug deal you know perhaps some you know uh you know mis yeah not misconduct um you know perhaps a little bit too much fun gone a little too far you know i but i i really think that this is all fueled by either drugs or alcohol i i i'm going to have to give this lady a social liability score of a 1 just based on the damage that she's apparently doing to herself. You know, I, 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 I hate the point fingers, man, but, you know, a lot of this, a lot of this, I'm going to, without any extra information, I'm just going to have to, I'm going to have to summarize the bad decision making. So this is, yeah, we're talk, we are talking stereotypes. We are talking about somebody who's a transient who's living at a hotels. Um, typically drugs are involved, not necessarily, but you know, it, it's a fairly safe leap of faith to make. Um, and the fact that she was very uncooperative means that it wasn't something that was a crime just strictly against her. Uh, I would give this score a nothing if it wasn't for the fact that they had to inconvenience the fire department to come rescue her. But but at the same time, I guarantee you they're still laughing about it every night at the fire department. So I don't want to give it too high of a score. So I'm going to go with you and just give it a one. <laughs> now I'm going to go ahead and uh, and go ahead and attach an interesting little factoid along with this, since there was hardly any substance to this particular article. Uh, storm drain covers, which you know it mentioned in the article that they did have to remove one to retrieve this uh, this lady. They are shaped in circles, so that way they can't fall into themselves. Okay. Well, you're talking about a manhole cover, uh, not a storm drain cover, which are square or rectangular. <laughs> Man, what? I'm batting. You know what? You, 
Uh, Sadar got me in the group chat this morning. You know, I had a half fact. And that's exactly what I possess right here, is one half of a fact. <laughs> another failed attempt. Another failed attempt at looking intelligent. Foiled again by Raz. <laughs> the nemesis. <laughs> Our next story comes from the insider.com. And this is actually a story that's been like all over the internet this week. A drunken man who had been reported missing spent hours with a search party looking for himself. <laughs> A drunken construction worker who had been reported missing spent hours with a search party looking for himself on Tuesday, according to reports. Relatives of Behan Mutla, 50, reportedly uh, became concerned when he did not return after a night of drinking with his friends in Ingelo, in Turkey's Bursa province. His wife was unable to reach him on his cell phone, and officials were advised that his friends lost him after he wandered into the forest. A search party was sent for, and Mutla joined the volunteers in looking through the woods, according to the Times. During the hours-long search in the dark of night, a potential rescuer shouted Mutla's name. It was then he realized the search party was looking for him. Who are we looking for? I am here, he reportedly said. Speaking to the Daily, uh, Sabbath Mutla said that uh, there really was no need for his friends to report him missing. Basically, I'm paying for my friend's mistake, he said. What happened is all like a joke. Authorities later gave Mutla a drive home after taking a police statement. A similar incident took place in Iceland in 2012, according to the Times, when an Asian tourist reported missing was found among a search party after she failed to recognize the description of herself. <laughs> That's just... Wow. I mean, this this is a wow, wow, wow. Let, let's just look at this for a minute. This dude, who who's obviously had a hard night, sees that hey, there's somebody missing in the woods. I don't care how rough a shape I am, I'm going to help try to find them. <laughs> Not realizing it was himself. Right. <laughs> right now, now, I'm sorry. Uh, it 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 went one ear and out the other. How? What were the details of him getting reported missing? Did it did it cover that? Did his friend report him, or did he report himself? Uh, his no, no. His family said he didn't come home last night, and uh, the the, right. the friends from, he was from at, drinking, right? And so they're the ones that called it in as a missing person. And then you know when they interviewed his friends, they said, "Well, yeah, he stumbled off into the woods last night. We don't know what happened to him." Uh huh. Okay. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now some dots have been thoroughly connected. And this is just great. I mean, I mean no, 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 wait a minute. No, this is actually pretty great. This dude, and this didn't. This happened in Turkey. This isn't. So I can't, you know, equate a lot of the United States. Stuff no, to that's. That... But but this dude didn't drive a car. He he. Yeah, he got intoxicated. Uh, his friends are shitty friends for just losing track of him like that. But he he didn't do anything to endanger anybody else. And he saw that somebody was in need, and he leaped in to try to help. It <laughs> just happened to be there was nobody in need. Um, I, I, sounds like a cool dude. Yeah. I mean, straight up zero for this guy. I mean, like, you know, for the guy who joined his own search party, is zero. You know, actually, it's a zero all the way around. I don't know what reporting laws are like in Turkey for missing persons. I mean, that's a completely different sector of the world. You know, here it's two days, you know, but over there, like, I got no idea what day-to-day -day life is over in Turkey. You know, you might be, it, it might be like Thunderdome over there for all I know in some places. And you're, you, like, if you go for more than two hours without speaking with somebody, you're a missing person. Like, who knows? You know, but either way, yeah, the the family got concerned and reported them. The, the, the friends, uh... I'd like to give him a one, but I really can't because I'd have to. I'd have to assume that they were just drunk as he was. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so, so I mean, like this is a this is just a this is just a funny, pleasant happenstance that we happen to stroll across on the internet and brought to you here on the Social Liability Podcast, folks. Well, the next one we can go ahead and get angry with, and I fully intend to. 
Parents want high school principal removed for listening to Iron Maiden. Students rally behind her. This is being reported by uh, LoadedRadio.com. LoadedRadio.com, the hard rock and metal station. (laughs) High school students are rallying behind their metalhead principal after a number of concerned parents have been petitioning to have her removed for stating on her personal Instagram profile she listens to Iron Maiden. Students at Eden High School in St. Catharines, Ontario, have started a petition to keep the, their principal, a Mrs. Shannon Burns, in the Institute's uh, administrative office, saying she spreads nothing but love and kindness and is probably one of the best and most enthusiastic principals the school has ever had. End quote. The, I'm going to cough. Hang on a second. I was holding that in. Uh, the student's petition is in response to a petition laid out by a number of parents who are obviously not Iron Maiden fans, uh, of some of the students who claimed the following. Quote, As concerned parents with impressionable children at Eden High School in St. Catharines, Ontario, we are deeply disturbed that that the principal assigned to the school blatantly showed satanic symbols and her allegiance to satanic practices on her public social media platforms, where all the students can see them under the at Eden principal, not her personal account. Our school is based on inclusion and open and openly displaying satanic symbols that goes directly against the principles of the vast majority of the families who represent the school is not inclusive. We're going to come we're going to circle back to that. All parents who are <laughs> de- demanding her, we as parents we are demanding her she be transferred to another school. Please replace her with another principal who aligns with the values of the families of Eden and will not sabotage the teaching or upholding of those values. And we will not try to introduce uh, impressionable students to satanic practices or symbolism. Yeah. (laughs) Just, uh, just, 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 just curious. Is the the person quoted here isn't John Lithgow, is it? No. No. From uh, foot lo- from footloose, no. yeah, that's what this is starting to sound like. Will provided more pictures. It will provide more pictures if you have any more questions. You can also see the blatant display of the six 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 symbol in a screenshot on her post in the comments below. We can only put one picture in this campaign, and I guess it's like a probably a change at work thing or something. You can see the picture below, which plainly shows a couple of hardcore Iron Maiden fans proudly displaying their Trooper Eddie flag and giving the devil horns. Good thing she didn't post any of the underlying love for Bahamoth or Mayhem, right? Or decide that, or <laughs> or decide for that matter. The student's petition states the following. Recently, there have been a petition going around to remove the principal of Eden High School. It is ridiculous that a couple of parents only judge her role as a principal based on an Instagram post. Uh, Eden High School is a public school, not a Christian school. If you somehow don't like the principal of your child, grandchild, relatives, etc. school, then send them to another one. The principal has made so many efforts to remind students that Eden is a diverse place. She even turned a whole room into a prayer room for students who are practicing religions other than Christianity, like practicing Islam. She has made Eden a safe place for so many people. She spreads nothing but love and kindness and is probably one of the best and most enthusiastic principals the school has ever had. If you would like to bring some light into this matter, or, or, or this whole petition, please consider signing. And just like that, the 80s are all over again. Uh, <laughs> and you can show support for Shannon by signing the student's petition b- above. And let's take a look at it. Oh, it currently has 12,991 signatures on change.org. <laughs> okay, I want to circle back to something here. Uh, in the, the parents' uh, petition... Uh, let's see here. Let me see if I can find it again. Go Okay. Our school is based on inclusion and openly displaying satanic symbols that goes directly against the principles of the vast majority of families who represent the school is not inclusive. No, you rotten cunt. <laughs> Saying that because you're not like everybody else means you should sit there and be quiet is the opposite of inclusion, you retarded cow <laughs> pretty much 
Tell me much. I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. And you said, no, 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 I can't tell you you're wrong. And and you said that there's a petition to rally behind of our uh, of our Iron Maiden loving ally that's got, what, like over 12,000 signatures on it right now? Yes. Yeah. All right. Everybody who signed that, you are a freaking trooper. You can march with us all the way down to the Passchendaele gates of this bullshit Footloose era high school and do a dance of death, sending those bastards running for the hills all the way down to the minute. Not just any minute, but two minutes to midnight. Just the way that Bruce Dickerson from the lead singing platform front man of Iron Maiden would want it. Because you know what? That's bullshit, man. That's bullshit. You want to? You want to? That's def- bullshit. I've never. I'm not. I'm not a metal guy. So Iron Maiden. I don't. I don't. He, he's quoting lyrics. In case you don't realize that, folks. I, I. I don't listen. But here. Here's the thing. What is the definition of inclusion, Buck? I'm glad you asked because I will read it to you. The action or state of including or being included within a group or structure. Let me. Let me. Let's just okay. Let's just say, other than the fact that she listens to Iron Maiden, let's say she is, um, you know, she follows uh, the, the Black Bible. She's a, she's a Satan worshiper. You know what their primary um, goal of Satanism is? It is to worship yourself and be inclusive of everybody. It is not death, destruction, and mayhem. <laughs> Their high holiday is their own birthday. Uh, I mean, it's you, 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 you worship the devil while you're on earth, so that he will allow you to go to heaven upon your death. That is what Satanism is. Um, but let's just take the fact that that she's not a Satanist; she's a fucking metalhead. <laughs> That's like saying everyone has a daddy bear sticker is a pothead. Yeah, uh, I'm. I just beating up on somebody for what they like or what they're into, you know, that's, that's just a bunch of bullshit to me, man. Like it's, it's, that is, that is, that in and of itself makes a person a social liability. Just behaving or judging somebody based on that. Take your kid you out know, of goddamn I'm not school say, and roll him in the fucking Christian academy yeah, down the street and shut the fuck up. Pretty much. I'm gonna go ahead and give the school here a social liability score of a five. Well, no, 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 no. I'm gonna stop you right there. I'm not gonna allow you to do that because I think you're misinterpreting. The school hasn't done a goddamn thing. The school hasn't done nothing. Oh. This is a petition that a couple of fucking tight ass parents decided to start, and you got the student Uh-oh, body yeah. rallying no, okay. behind her. They, the school hasn't actually done anything. They're, they're taking it okay, as a fucking this group place. of uh, you, you you know what I am I accept and definitely appreciate your correction this, there, this gaggle of Karens gaggle of Karens yeah pretty much yes the gallery of rogues that we have here that have you know began this atrocity I'm gonna go ahead and give them a five actually I want to look at the petition for the parents just uh, you know, it, it, holy crap! So, the, <laughs> so the the students' petition has almost thirteen thousand peti- uh, signatures. Eden High School principal Shannon Burns needs to be transferred immediately at change.org. Actually, has four hundred and fifty-seven signatures. This is ridiculous. <laughs> there. Oh, let's look at some of the comments. Reasons for signing. This is Satan here, conveniently located in St. Catharines, Ontario, just outside the portal to hell. Thanks for bringing these actions to my attention. I'm a big fan of Sharon, though not much of Iron Maiden. <laughs> Always like Slayer better, but I digress. <laughs> Another one. I only sign so I can tell you Christian whack jobs how brainwashed you are. Not to Satan, but yes to God. How about none of your fake fairy tales at all? Keep that shit at, at your home. Your religion has no place in the world, and I don't want to hear it. More churches need to be cooked down. Wow, this guy's going a little overboard. Uh, let's keep going here, though. You're all idiots. There's nothing wrong with this woman's taste in music. 
Sorry, parents, you are dead wrong. Iron Maiden is a great band who are still going strong after more than 40 years. Their lyrics are profound and intelligent, and the teachings of the band would be considered more beneficial than the content of a fictional book pushed down our throats for 2,000 years. Um, I, I don't agree with these people bashing Christianity, because not all Christians um, act like cutbag Karens. Not in the least. Most do not. Um, but there is literally, like, almost everyone that signed this is signing it to basically just so they can comment and write, you're fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I mean, you know... I'm not... I'm done. Social liability score of five. Breeding this kind of mis of of hate and then disguising it as inclusivity or, you know, that, that you're you know, shielding somebody from... It's like... Uh, it'd be like sending your kid out of the house in a bubble every day because of something that might... might expose itself to your child. It's like, no. No. No, 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 no. Nope. Nope. Just like my buddy Raz said, a shark is gonna shark and metal is gonna rock. Yeah, you know, that has become a phrase everywhere I go now. Everyone, someone sees me, they have to mention the shark's gonna shark comment. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's it, it, that's gonna go down through the annals of history. Like <laughs> that, that is probably one of the most quotable things I have ever heard you say. And we've known each other for 15 years. <laughs> so. Look look for a new merchandise store for the Social Liability Podcast. It's just going to say a shark's going to shark. <laughs> okay, this next one is coming from the IdahoStatesman.com. We're going to stay in the Great White North, folks, because woman feeds bear 180 eggs a week, and now she'll pay for it, a Canadian official say. Every week during the summer of 2018, a woman bought 10 cases of apples, 5 pounds of carrots, and a dozen eggs. The food was for bears, Can Canadian authorities said. The woman Whoa. from Whistler was ordered to pay $60,000 after officials said she violated the Wildlife Act in British Columbia. In July of 2018, the Conservation Officer Service, a public safety agency that focuses on human-wildlife conflict prevention, received a complaint that someone was feeding black bears in the neighborhood. Officials began investigating and found the woman was feeding black bears during the summer months in 2018. Every week, she would buy food for the bears, authorities said. Bulk produce, including up to 10 cases of apples, 50 pounds of carrots, and up to 15 dozen eggs, were purchased on a weekly basis to feed the bears. The Conservation Officer Service said Friday on Facebook, these activities created an extraordinary public safety risk by conditioning bears uh, to human food and presence. In September of 2018, wildlife officials euthanized three bears that were visiting the residential area. They damaged property and showed no fear towards people. The bears were used, uh, used to getting food from the woman so they could not be rehabilitated or relocated. Illegally feeding or placing uh, attractants to lure dangerous wildlife such as bears is an extremely dangerous activity. Uh, once the bears learn to associate humans with food, it creates a public safety risk. The penalty of 60000 is the highest penalty imposed under the Wildlife Act, authorities say. Authorities hope it is a precedent-setting case. What do you think, Buck? Oh, man. This lady is just completely messing with with an entire ecosystem. Like the, the, the ripple effect of this one seemingly innocuous act of trying to be a good person and feeding animals. No. No. I'm sorry. I'm not going to let you get a hall pass on that one. Uh, I actually agree 100%. Uh, it, it, she's trying... She, she, I don't know if she was just doing it for her own personal enjoyment or if she thought she was doing good, but the fact that you know she was essentially luring bears into her neighborhood. What if you know, the, you know your kids are in the backyard and a bear's like, hey, there's a people. People have eggs. I want eggs. And the kid, your kid's in the backyard yeah. and just a fucking bear rolls up on them. That ain't... 
you know, I've, I've walked through the woods and walked up on a bear by accident. You know what the bear did? Bear went, oh, shit, turned around and ran. And I ran the other direction. <laughs> uh, but, but, that's, but some bears don't do that. Well, like these, some bears these, won't run the other way. These ones certainly won't because these ones say, hey, how you doing? I, I, I like you. You got eggs. Or you got carrots. So, yeah, this is a pretty big deal. I mean, the woman's a pretty big liability, and I wouldn't want her in my neighborhood. Mm, no, no, I can't. I can't say that it, uh, that I that I would either. See, I, I was I was you leaning know, towards uh... I was leaning towards giving her a three since no people were hurt, but they did have to euthanize. And I say euthanize, shoot three freaking bears that did nothing wrong other than say, <laughs> "Hey, that's a free meal. I'm not going to turn that down." Uh, you know, we said <laughs> the shark's going to shark, a bear's going to bear. <laughs> I mean. Well, I. Why would you? I, I'm gonna have to give this woman a four. Yeah, and and that's just. I'm gonna give your dogs a four. That's just it. <laughs> so Buck's gonna be muted for the foreseeable future. That being said, folks, let's jump into our commercial break. Okay, we're back with the second half of the show, and we're going to go right into it in the Tampa Bay Times with St. Petersburg billboard battle over whether bigger is better. There's too many bees in that buck. What the hell? St. Petersburg. A pressing question has emerged for drivers heading north on Interstate 275. Does size matter? You know what they're thinking, and no, it isn't about that. Not directly, at least. Two Florida injury law firms have taken billboards to to spar over whether the size of a practice uh, impacts the quality of representation, creating an advertising smackdown with bizarre, but not unprecedented, not uh, something, twists and turns. Northbound drivers first see a sign for the Berlin law firm, a workers' compensation practice. The billboard sets on the east side of the interstate near 9th Avenue North in St. Petersburg, bearing the message... Bigger isn't better. Better is better. A weird, a little weird on its own, right? But it all makes sense about three miles up the road, uh, rising from the west side of the highway at about 50th Avenue North, is a message from the Orlando personal injury firm Morgan & Morgan, Size Matters. The ad appears to have gone up first and is part of a broader campaign with billboards plastered all over Tampa Bay and beyond. First off, everyone involved would like you to know they are definitely not peddling penis jokes. <laughs> yes, they are. The Size Matters campaign is centered solely on Morgan & Morgan being America's largest injury law firm. The firm's founders, John Morgan, said in a statement through a spokesperson while asked how the campaign came about and whether it intended to have phallic innuendo. The phallic reference is theirs, it's not ours. Berlin founder Stephen Berlin said in an interview, we're above that. Berlin at first, in a very lawyerly move, wouldn't confirm or deny whether his billboard was in response to Morgan and Morgan's. But the trick with lawyers is to keep them talking. My initial thought was, that's just a lousy message. Size matters. It was an opportunity, and it looked like. That's a weird quote. Anyway. The way Berlin sees it, when someone is hurt on the job, they definitely benefit from more of a personalized attention. His practice is made up of five attorneys, and and the office is in Sarasota, although he's planning to move and open an, a Tampa office by the end of the year. His firm specializes solely in workers' compensation. Better is better was a way to differentiate his practice by quality. Morgan & Morgan has more than 700 attorneys and offices across 49 practicing law in uh, more areas beyond workers' compensation, according to their website. The Size Matters uh, position, uh, the firm is takes national insurance companies with lots of resources, the website says, but it maintains a family-style approach to dealing with clients and always sees them as individuals behind the claim. Bullshit. Uh, You've never heard of Mr. Berlin or his firm, Morgan said in a statement. His website indicates he's a workers' compensation lawyer. Go to his website and review all the verdicts and results and then decide its size matters. There is one reason about 3 million people call us for representation every year. We win big. A lot. 
<laughs> we wish his this fellow the best of luck with his practice. <laughs> of course he does. Uh, the possible mediator in the debate in the Florida bar, which rules for lawyers can and can't say in advertisements, uh, mainly that they can't mislead or lie to customers. In many cases, lawyers are supposed to file advertisements uh, to the bar for review. The bar will then determine if the ad complies with its ethics rules. A non-compliant ad can still be disseminated. The bar evaluates uh, evaluation serves as a warning of sorts for lawyers that could face discipline if they choose to move forward with a non-compliant ad, but only if someone complains, which triggers a separate disciplinary process. And it, it just goes kind of on and on. They're just... <laughs> Two lawyers just going back and forth with billboards. Eh. It's kind of you know it's, it's kind of funny. It, it takes it takes you back to the good old days where you had to spend money to fucking burn somebody, and that's what it boils down to, man. Like these guys had to spend their well, I don't want to say hard earned, but they had to spend their earned money to put these billboards up there for the people and the masses to see. That they believe that they are truly the most important people in the land. And what better, like, what better way of doing that with a, with a uh, surreptitious dick joke, you know? Just, just yeah. Yeah, they can, they can say that it's not a, a phallic innuendo all they want, but they're just, who are they fucking trying to fool? Uh, I'm not giving it a score. It's just, it's kind no, of, it's, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a fun thing. Mm-hmm. No, because they're not really breaching anything. And how would they? Like, you know damn well that an attorney is not going to put something up that large in the public eye that is indeed against the law. That is such a counterintuitive thing you, for an attorney to and, do. And, and here's the thing. You're going to say you're offended. The same guy that says he's offended is the same ones that has the balls hanging from the back of his trailer hitch. Whatever. Right. <laughs> anyway, this is going back to WP pbf.com uh, this is an ABC 20 an ABC affiliate police chase elderly woman who stole truck from assisted living facility <laughs> this nice. is in Stewart Florida because the Morgan County Sheriff's deputies said they thought they were chasing a drunk driver who had stolen a pickup it turns out an elderly woman was behind the wheel of a stolen truck and investigators say they're not even sure she knew what she was doing this started around 4 p.m. Monday when deputies responded to the call of a truck driving recklessly on US-1 in Martin County. It was going slow and couldn't maintain lane. It was running other cars off the road. <laughs> deputies responded to the area of lights and sirens, but the driver didn't stop. The truck was weaving from side to side, never stopped, and was going maybe 35 or 40 miles per hour. Uh, Webb was in a car directly behind uh, this slow-speed pursuit. He had his phone out and was recording the... <laughs> A video of the whole thing. We just assumed it was somebody who was totally drunk or high or something, Webb said. For about 10 miles, our deputies with lights and sirens followed the vehicle, thinking they were behind a DUI drunk driver. A couple of times, it looked like they were going to go clear off the road and wreck into a ditch or whatever, but they managed to keep it on the road. As the truck approached Calm Beach County and heavier traffic, deputies said they decided the chase needed to end. They did what is called a pit maneuver, uh, where the deputies all coll- collide with the truck to stop it from moving. That's not a pit maneuver they're all doing. No, that's something else entirely. Uh, once the truck was stopped, at least one deputy got out of the cruiser with his gun drawn. When all the deputies all, <laughs> all realized the driver of the truck was an elderly woman. They said it was clear she wasn't aware where she was or what was going on. Investigators later learned the woman was a resident of Brookdale Senior Living in Stewart. She said she had stolen the employee's truck from the parking lot. It wasn't running, but it was unlocked with the keys readily available. She just fired it up and drove off. Deputy said no charges will be filed against the woman because they don't believe the woman knew what she was doing. The owner of the truck also asked that no charges be filed. Uh, fortunately, neither she nor anyone else was injured. Could have been terrible. Could have been catastrophic or anybody for anybody driving down the road. After a quick trip to the hospital to be checked out, the woman was taken back to Brookdale. A spokesman for the uh, release a statement saying, The safety and well-being of our residents and staff is our top priority. The community will continue to operate in the best interest of our residents in order to help protect their health, privacy, and dignity. Okay. You why, don't you, about why, don't you start, why don't you start, Buck? I... 
I think this is a uh, comedy of errors, uh, to be honest with you. Um, I feel terrible for this woman. If uh, if it indeed is, uh, you know, her not knowing what is going on and just being, you know, a victim of uh, of of you know time. Um, I mean that's what that's that's what it appeared to be to me, man. I mean, I. I I don't know. It just it this this all seems like it's funny, but it seems kind of sad to me, to be honest with you. If if I'm hearing what you're reading correctly, you know, which is about sad, a fi- which is about fifty fifty. It could be. <laughs> yeah, that's it's a coin toss. So she she was not in her right state of mind, so we can't blame the woman. Um, and who the hell leaves their vehicle unlocked with the keys in it, especially in Florida? God. Um, I, the only people I seem to have a problem with is the assisted living home because it doesn't seem like they even knew this chick was gone. She, she was right. They, yeah, this is a 10, 10 mile chase. I mean, all this is going on. She stole a vehicle. No one knew she'd left. Like I said, man, a comedy of errors, like, but not even a comedy. Like this is, it's a tragic, like people, this, this is, I I will give the the uh, any any harm or perceived like what if somebody were running down the road or you know any accidental or collateral damage that would have been a result of any kind of accident this woman would have had the fault for that and the social liability score for all of those above mentioned things which are truly you know affecting our our society all fall back on the assisted living community in my opinion. Um, you know, not, not supervised. It, it would be like, you know, you and I worked in a prison. What if we just let like, you know, a fucking inmate out, you know, well, you know, depending on the inmate, you know, it could be pretty innocuous, but we've had guys in there that just like, you know, decide to wake up one day and blow their wife's head off with a shotgun. Like, you know, what if, what if we were to just let him out? That man's not, that man wasn't in his right mind. And neither was that woman either. You don't know what somebody in their right mind, who isn't in their own mental capacity, like somebody who has no grasp on their own like rationality. That that is that is a danger. That is just dangerous. And so all all liabilities in my in my opinion go to the assisted living community. And for this kind of thing, I'm going to give them a four. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I can't really. What else is there to say about it? Uh, she, the only people you can really be angry at is the assisted living home for letting this happen. Let's get right. To, let's let's go to something else. <laughs> the next one we're coming from CNN.com. A Maryland man of cu- killing his pharmacist brother wanted to confront him for administering the COVID nineteen vaccine. Jesus Christ. A Maryland man is accused of killing his pharmacist brother, his sister in law, and an eighty three year old woman. Uh, told his mother he wanted to confront his brother over him administering COVID vaccines, according to charging documents from the Howard County District Court. Jeffrey Allen Burnham, 46, also allegedly told a tipster that his brother was killing people with the COVID shot, according to a statement uh, of charges obtained by CNN affiliate WBAL. Uh, Burnman's mother called the Cumberland Police Department over her son's mental stability on September 29th, according to the charging documents filed in Allegheny, obtained by WBAL. This was the same day Cumberland Police found the body of 83-year-old Rebecca Reynolds. They said her car was missing. On September 30th, the Howard County Police Department said they were searching for Burnham in connection with the shooting deaths of his brother, 58-year-old Brian Robinette, and his sister-in-law, Kelly Sue Robinette, 57, whose bodies were found that day in Ellicott City Home. Burnham was arrested October 1st in Davis, West Virginia. Burnham was booked in the Allegheny County Detention Center on October 5th, where he is being held on charges of first-degree murder and unlawful taking of a motor vehicle in connection with the Reynolds case uh, jail record show. Rebecca Reynolds' car was found in the Robinettes, near the Robinettes' home, <laughs> the charging documents say, and the couple's Corvette was missing. Burnham is charged with two counts each of murder in the first degree and second degree, as well as using the handgun the commission of a crime in the Robinette's death, according to the statement of charges. CNN contacted the Allegheny County Public Defender's Office and the Allegheny County State's Attorney's Office for comment, but did not immediately receive a response. Uh, 
I am beyond fed up. Ooh. I am beyond fed up. <laughs> With... Uh, yeah. This is getting ridiculous. And now he's giving people, he's a pharmacist, he's giving people COVID shots. I have to. The, the, his family all needs arrested too. Dude obviously has some huge mental health problems. And we're, gonna, we're only going to report it after he's killed somebody. Yeah. I am tired oh, of, the, of the fucking mental health problem we have in this country that we just refuse to goddamn ever acknowledge as being a reality. Oh, that's just person's just weird. Or they have their quirks. No, fuck you. When we were in the prison system, that was about the time that in Pennsylvania they decided, well, you know what? These mental hospitals are cruel and unusual. We're going to close them all. And what they do oh, with them all? Oh, my. And what did they oh. fucking do with them all? They'll just let them go. Just let them go. So now they end up in prisons, and they and then they want to sit there and say, all the corrections officers, they're not equipped to handle this. No shit they weren't. They're no, not... we weren't. No shit they you weren't. Gotta... No, man, no. Nobody, nobody in a prison is equipped to deal with that kind of fucking inmate. They, like... Half the people that we worked with couldn't even spell GED. Like, let's not put a finer point on it. Let's just call a spade a spade. The people who work in an institution are not your prototypical healthcare workers. And people who have mental health problems require services from mental health care professionals. But you know what the sad, yes. you know what the saddest thing about it is is people that are involved in law enforcement and yes, corrections officers are law enforcement. They'll be the first ones to tell you that, you know, that oh, that we don't need to be this we don't need to take these classes for understanding mental health and everything. That's just not the way. We we need to be old school. Fuck you. Yeah, you know what? How many of those how many like and I, I don't I don't mean to rant off about the prison system, but it definitely is relevant to this particular topic because that's where this man's going to end up. And who's got to deal with him? Who's got to deal with him? Who's got to deal with him? Not uh, not the a, the, not the fifteen dollar the fifteen dollar an hour CEO that has a high school diploma is going to have to deal with him. Right, exactly. And that is, you know what? Not I, I, there were not very many nights where I would leave work with my head in my hands. Because, you know, I'm I'm a very positive and optimistic guy. You know, that's just how I cope with life. But, man, you look at some of the ways that people with mental health problems get treated inside of a prison, and you just you just sit there and shake your head. You're like, how how is this okay? Like, how am I even a party to this? Like, you, you walk away from the place feeling like you've done something wrong. And, and and in reality, you followed all the policies and procedures that have been written to the letter. If you were to go up in front of a judge, you wouldn't be guilty of shit. But morally, you know, when you when you have to consider the moral high ground in, in this equation, you know, that it just ain't right. The way that people with mental health problems are treated in society today is just not right. Am I saying that this man should have gone off and, you know killed his brother absolutely no, not no he should have I'm not, killed anybody i'm not i'm not defending this should have should never should have right. happened exactly this should have been addressed before it even got this fucking far this dude should have been medicated he should have been under the tree under under a treatment plan and everybody knew he had a problem but nobody decided to say shit about it until people turn up fucking dead and what is this now 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 what is this Look! Look at this. It's just a complete. No, and we're talking about scores. I think everybody fucking involved gets a five. And no, in no oh, uncertain yeah. terms. In no uncertain terms. No, I agree. It's perpetrating one of the most disgusting problems that we have in our society today, and it's one of the ones that's most like that that that's least discussed. Like it's one of the biggest. It's got the one of the biggest impacts on society. And daily life as a whole for almost everybody in America in some way, shape, or form. Not just America, but you know what? Go ahead and say the world. Everybody has got exposure, just about, to some sort of mental health problem, yet nobody talks about the shit. 
No. I'm done. I'm done. Moving along, these people get a five. Yep. Okay, let's let's get a little lighthearted here because Buck likes to give me those like real issue things. God damn him. This has been reported by NPR. For $84,000, an artist returned two blank canvases titled Take the Money and Run. <laughs> the money was supposed to be used to create modern art. And it was, but not in the way a Danish museum expected when it gave the art- artist the equivalent of $84,000. In return, it received two empty canvases. The artist, uh, Jens Hanning, said the blank canvases make up for a new work of art. A titled Take the Money and Run that he called a contemporary on poor wages. <laughs> One thing it's not, he says, is a theft. It's a breach of contract, and a breach of contract is part of the work, he said, according to the Danish public broadcaster DR. The work is that I have taken their money, Hannon stated. The Kungsten Museum of Modern Art in Aleborg isn't satisfied with the explanation, but it hasn't stopped it from displaying the two canvases as part of its exhibition called Work It Out, which explores people's relationship with work. Hanning took the money as part of an agreement with Kungsten, which says it loaned Hanning more than half a million kroner. (coughs) Jesus! Whoa, Buck! I apologize on Buck's behalf for being a social liability. Dear God. The artist had previously used two canvases, one larger than the other, to illustrate the gap in the average annual income in Denmark and Austria in concrete terms, or more accurately, in paper. Henning sent two large crates to the museum as he prepared to mount the work-themed show that, uh, that opened last weekend, but the staff members opened the boxes and they were surprised to find two blank canvases. I actually laughed as I saw it. <laughs> the uh, the CEO said in an email, adding that the museum fully suspected things might not go as planned when Hanning told them he had created a new piece of art with the title, Take the Money and Run. Uh, the delivery quickly provoked a fur- flurry of emails and messages at the museum. Anderson said that while Hanning's initial work uh, converted money into art, the new work reminds us that we work for the money. It also added a new twist to the debate over how an artist's work should be valued, he said. Uh, that's kind of funny. <laughs> I can't I can't fault the guy. Everything that he has put up here is logic. It's not sound logic, but it is indeed logic. Like I he has loosely exploited so many like loopholes to get this off like and he's done literally no work. All he's done is just some homework on the legal system to just make sure his eyes are dotted and the T's are crossed. And he collected eighty eighty four thousand bucks for two blank canvases. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to give the guy a social liability score of a three because I hate the concept of modern art and and people that are retarded enough to pay the money they pay for virtually nothing uh, for trash. And this guy took full advantage of that and. Uh, I see this as I see this as a crime. I really do. It's a crime. They paid him for a service, and he literally. I, I'm going to use this as social commentary. <laughs> no, you're a thief. You're a thief. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. I can't argue with you on that one. I mean, they do definitely did did some swindling there. It's just that man. He he's grabbing at every freaking straw to do it. But no, I'll co-sign with you on the three. Well, that being said, folks, that's going to bring us to an end of another episode. 71 weeks, Buck. We have done this for 71 weeks. And I'd say at least uh, a fifth of those, we've had you know the cameo appearance of your two mouthy dogs. I was just about ready to say that. I'm sorry. You know, there, there, was, a, there was a suspicious leaf. <laughs> I, I, you know, they're, they're chihuahuas. I mean, like, you can't. You can't. It, it's like trying to put the truth back in the box. Did, did you hear? <laughs> if you, if you, listen, you hear that? You hear that? You don't hear Herr Fritz von Weenie over here screaming and hollering, okay? You don't. No. And he, you no. know he's a he's a he's a hound. He's. <laughs> well, that's okay. I have two neurotic, really, really, just inconsiderate dogs. <laughs> 
I mean, that's like that's just all that it is here, man. Like I got caregiver Katie and my two dogs. I am washed in a sea of estrogen. We're just gonna have to classify it to a shark's gonna shark, a dog's gonna dog. That's just it. No, a dog's not gonna dog because my dogs aren't barking. They would if there were a leaf out there. No, they don't care. <laughs> they don't yeah, give well, they don't give because, a crap. You know what, man? I mean, like my dog plays fetch. So is mine. My dog won't go get it until I tell it to. What do you want? A, do you want a cookie? No, but I taught my dog to sit. I taught my dog to stay. Taught my dog to roll over. Taught my dog to play dead. Taught my dog to learn when I am dehydrated and bitch at me to get a drink of water. That even earned that dog a vest and a service dog certificate. But, 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 before you go ahead and screen door this submarine, I'm going to go ahead and sink the bitch before it even gets out of harbor. Because my dog is one of the most socially inept freaking canines on the freaking planet and although does a great service to me is not very good to other people so you know whatever you know, you know what my dog you does know. if i were to yell right now all dogs go to bed they would both run to their cages <laughs> that's that's all they do <laughs> if i were to yell the word t-r-e-a-t i could get those two to do just about fucking anything i wanted Except shut up. No, I couldn't. No, <laughs> I was about. I, before you even said except, I went no. <laughs> I quickly cut myself off. Man, we're having a good time talking about these two dickhead dogs I got. But either way, man, we got to close this close this episode out. Uh, you know, thank you guys so much for coming in and joining us again on the uh, Social Liability Podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, even leave us a comment telling us if uh, you agree with our assessments of our gallery of rogues here in the Social Liability Podcast. And as always, you can find us on any and just about all of your uh, podcasting platforms, including Anchor Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many others. Folks, wonderful to have you again with us, and we hope to see you again for many more. Thank you again.